Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today. All right, welcome back to the Detroit is Different podcast studios. And today I'm continuing a family legacy. Uh, usually I have our father in effect, Corey, but today I got Madison. Madison, how you doing today? What's up, everybody? It's M Square in the building, and today I am here with Detroit is Different. Okay. All right. So uh, M Squared is the MC handle. Uh, you are a performer and a person of many talents uh, in the performance and into touching different people. And that's why that introduction was almost like my introduction in the sense of like uh, M Squared is coming for everyone to know what's going on on the scene. So as we start these stories, um, I usually start from the story of your Detroit background. And your Detroit background, being one of the youngest guests I've had on Detroit is Different, will probably be a whole different get down with your dad, Corey Williams, in the studio right now. I know he's going to be like, what? (laughs) So what do you remember about growing up in Detroit? Let's start there. Well, actually, I didn't grow up in Detroit. I actually grew up all around Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm from everywhere, but, you know, you know, like Detroit, I've always, like, been my dad in the city. He does work out in Detroit, so... You know, just hanging with my dad, that's how I really end up in Detroit, you know, mm-hmm. World Demir events and things like that. But I'm originally just from, like, everywhere. I've lived all around Michigan, so. Okay. So all around Michigan. Where at? Canton, Southfield. I currently live in Bloomfield Hills, West Bloomfield, Farmington Hills, you know, everywhere. All right. So <laughs> comparable to those places, what do you get from Detroit? Because your dad definitely owns properties in Detroit. He runs businesses in Detroit. What's the differences that you notice? Um, Definitely some differences. Um, My family, a lot of my family is down there. A lot of my people, my dad's side of the family, mainly, you know, mm-hmm. my cousins are out there. So it's really like a family thing. Um, Also my music, I do all my music out there. I've n- I only remember really like one gig that I had like out in the suburbs but like my all my performances are out there all my people are out there all right so this is so unique as you talk about being here and your performances let's talk a little bit about your performance um what do you perform I perform my songs I perform at the Wildermere I perform everywhere I perform mainly I'm really like a host Mm -hmm. so I get the crowd rocking um mainly with the kid audience And I just perform all my songs usually just to get my songs out there. All right. And that's like the start of what hip hop is, because I I guess I should have been more specific in the genre and everything, because hip hop started as MC, master of ceremonies. I don't know how much you study the art form or the craft, but it always started like from that whole start in the Bronx of people doing call and response to I guess make the party more interactive. So, you know, the whole throw your hands in the air, you know, ugly people be quiet. Um, You know, if, uh, you know, we about to get this thing going and like that was the feel of it. What led for you to like hip hop music in the first place? Um, You know, like being around my dad is really I feel like it's a culture. Mm -hmm. So it's what I grew up listening to. I listen to a lot of genres of music, but Mm -hmm. hip hop. I always like upbeat music, you mm-hmm. know, that's like my favorite thing to listen to. That's what I listen to all the time. You can ask anybody. I don't really listen. To, I listen to all genres of music, but that's what I really stick with. That's like, home. Oh, that's what I, that's what I do. 
All right. Now, <clears throat> it is one of those things being younger, and I connected to hip-hop at a young age, too, where people say, like, the message in hip-hop can be distorted. Uh, how old are you? I'm 12 years old. So at 12, hip-hop, people think, you know, like, what's going on? And when I was your age, I was definitely connecting to hip-hop. So, like, 94 for me, uh, I was born in 82. So, like, 94, I remember... Uh, let's see, like what historic albums that Snoop's album was like one year old, Wu Tang Clan's album was one year old. That was when Biggie's first Ready to Die came out, and I'm like 12 listening to this stuff. And like, especially like a song like Suicidal Thoughts on Biggie's first album, which I'm sure you've probably never heard, but yeah. I'm 12 interpreting this stuff. You know, what, what do you take it as? As hip hop has some very graphic and um, tragic traumatic topics and 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 things to cover from a popular st stance how do you interpret that um i feel like with hip-hop there's a story always and i feel like you really have to listen to the words and if that means you listening to it over and over to really understand the song that's what you got to do and that's mm -hmm. that's what i do usually like tupac you know i've always Listen to it with my dad. I remember when I was first introduced, I really didn't understand anything. But mm -hmm. after listening to it and trying, like, really, like, dedicating myself to interpreting it, um, sitting down and breaking down the lyrics, that's really how I do it. Yeah. So when we think of breaking down the lyrics, who are some of your favorite MCs? Uh, Tupac, mm -hmm. probably my favorite. Okay. What stands out about Tupac's catalog? Always a story. Always a deeper meaning and i appreciate that i think we need more of that okay uh what songs what songs do you like most from them um changes i feel like is one of tupac's one of my tupac favorites mm -hmm. uh keep your head up mm -hmm. probably my favorite okay and it's funny you mentioned that because that was on his 94 album uh and that 94 album it was so weird because it had like two balances so like strictly for my niggas the album it had keep your head up and it had i get around and tupac even said it's like these are the perspectives of how he interprets black women definitely and at the same time tupac himself even though he was you know maybe you know at the time a couple you know uh seven eight years older than me he was still a kid himself and in, in writing these stories your music how do you write your stories um my music is really i try to put a story but i really rap about the things that i'm feeling mm -hmm. you know so it's really like either like an upbeat feel it can be like a darker you know beat like for example we don't care haters um even though i've really experienced a hater in my life before i had to really take that and like flip it around to like we don't care haters so i use how I'm feeling all the time. Okay, so how you feeling? What what range of emotions do you do you put into your music? And then how does that help you? Like, uh, does it help you get the emotions out? Does it help you uh, just you know understand the emotions more? Like, what's what's the process for you? Um, the process for me is to basically just bust, just do what I do, and. For example, like, We Don't Care Haters, right? That's, like, my song, um, We Don't Care Haters. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't speak into the haters. Like, we don't care about what you say, what you do. It's more of that type of feel, you know? And mm -hmm. then, for example, my song, Too Much Sauce, it's a very upbeat song. Like, too much sauce, too much swag. 
you know, like that's speaking to myself. Like I got too much trust. It's more of a confident song. All my songs are really confident. And, you know, I just like get the feel of, you know, what's going on in the moment. Okay. Now, along with this at 12, I know school plays a big role. Parents <laughs> play a big role. Right. Um, how, how has it been like um, being in school and then also being an artist, wanting to perform? Like uh, what's what's that balance like? You know, that's a good question. Um, well, ultimately, my parents believe and I believe that school comes first. But right after my career comes second. So I always write on the bus before school. I actually have a song that I wrote on the bus. My covers I write on the bus. I try to balance it as much as I can. You know, I do this program called Mosaic, which is like a singing and um, acting program. So that's mm -hmm. after school. So ultimately, school is really like in the middle. You know, it's something I it's something I got to do. So I do it. I do it to the best of my ability. Then I then comes me and my rapping. Well, Mosaic is definitely one of the most uh most honored uh forms of arts and culture and tradition in the detroit area yes uh, definitely shout out to de la Shea, yes uh, lumumba my cousin and so many other people when we think about singing and we think about acting it also is very competitive um mosaic youth theater takes a good amount of time uh it, 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 it does it's, it's one of those things where you're training like you're like an athlete like so many people right. put into that so right i've never done anything like that before as soon as i went to mosaic i knew i really wanted to do it and then i started out with the summer camp and then i auditioned for the actual company for the second stage and main stage company and i ended up getting in second stage and it was training like i had had never done so shout out to my mosaic family all right so what have you learned about performance from mosaic that you apply to your hip-hop um, mosaic is to really do stuff from the heart, do what you feel. And I feel like I definitely do that when I'm using hip hop, when I do my music, I do it in everyday life. So it's like, you know, in mosaic, she, my acting coach, Amber Griffin, she tells us to make a choice, which is basically like you decide what you're going to do to make this performance yours, to make the performance better for yourself, for everyone that's involved so with hip-hop with my music i make a choice to basically say what's going to be good for the album what's going to be good for my name okay so are you talking about the album good for your name i guess the the way the stage even itself uh at 12 i can definitely tell you as a person that's performed hip-hop myself at 12 it was a lot of stage fright you know yeah um how do you get over your stage right? How do you get in front of people as, I don't know if you noticed, but public speaking or being in front of a crowd is still one of the biggest fears most people have in life. Right. Um, I've been told that, but I've never really, I've never really had stage fright. I always, I like to talk to people. I'm, I like to think of myself as a pretty social person, but you know, when I get on stage, when I'm about to get on stage, especially, you know, my heart's racing, my stomach, you know, is cramping up my hands get sweaty so i really i just calm myself down i practice first of all before i go on mm -hmm. and i just you know i just talk to myself and be like it's okay you got it ultimately confidence for me trumps all 
All right. So when you say that you calm yourself down and you get ready, what are some of the ways that you practice so you are ready? Like when you say go over everything and practice, what do you do? Um, I get in my room. I put my music on the speaker. Mm-hmm. And I bust and I just perform like I'm in front of a crowd. I pr- like practice, like touching their hand. I practice like getting them hype. I jump around and practice okay. jump around my crowd and like my room and my bedroom. So that's what I do. But it's really nothing that you can really rehearse. It's really what you feel. Mm-hmm. So by rehearsing, I mean, I be like, like I rehearse like, what up, y'all? It's your girl M Squared. Today I'm in the building. I want to see how hype y'all can get. Let's get it. Let's go. So. You know, it's really like nothing you can rehearse, but it's really what you feel like that. I just felt so. Okay, and that's unique that you say that because uh, when I was performing a whole lot more, I spent time in front of mirrors performing. Yeah, Uh, that was one of the things that I did. And it's unique as like being in a room by yourself in a mirror performing for yourself. It's like you're looking at your movements. You're looking or at least for me, I was looking at my movements. I was looking at my facial expressions. Uh, and then just timing things and getting more comfortable because it's two levels of rapping. It's always like, do you remember your rap? And if you're trying to remember the rap, it's a very hard performance. Like you can't yeah. really think about performing. And then after you get past remembering your rap, then it's performing your rap. And they're two, they were two totally different things. Um, and it took a while. I remember my first performance. I, I definitely know you probably don't know this place, but it used to be a blind pig out in um, out in I would I would say that's like Warren um, on the grassy side, like near nine and a half mile. And it was when the Red Wings won uh, like that third championship around that time. And homie Mark Kemp from Silent from Silent uh, from Silent not silent riot what what was uh, i'm forgetting mark kemp's record label but he booked me and one of my friends from high school was there it was one of the worst performances ever and i really didn't get good maybe for about two and a half years until i knew what i had to do like one of my best friends had a show and he was like man i can't even put you on my show you my homie but i can't put you on my show because you know you trash so (laughs) i was like damn i gotta i gotta tighten up and that's what really made me kind of tighten up with it do you remember your first performance and how have you gotten better over time performing i remember my first performance um the aunt that i actually performed for is actually on my live right now i performed at my cousin's second or third birthday party okay how old was your cousin becoming she was like one or two or three okay so it's like a real little it was a real it was a little crowd but it was like the whole family. Everybody was there. My aunties was hyping me up. I, I was just walking across the stage. I was just walking across the stage getting hype. And I said, when I say M, you say square. And that's what I that's what I do all the time. But I feel like I've grown. I look back at my videos and I'll be like, don't ever do that again. And then I'll be like, mm. that was perfect. I like that. Well, that that's again. dope. That's dope that you actually, as a performer, especially, um, a, a performer starting look back at things because a lot of performers you'd be surprised don't listen to their music don't look back at it they almost have the idea of i'm throwing it out there and kind of like the insecurities and the shame of it keeps them away from studying their own craft yeah i feel like even for my first performance i feel like it could possibly like be my best one yet now that i think about it because you know it was so like natural like i just went up there and everybody was just feeling me 
mm-hmm. everybody was just feeling me. It was my family that was hyping me up. Okay. And I feel like that's the best. That was the best thing for me. And I feel like everything was so natural. I didn't really rehearse. I just went up there like, oh, yeah, I got this. And okay. now it's like I think I think about it, which makes it a little bit better. All right. Now, uh, M squared itself. How did you get that name? Why did you come up with that? Um, well, my initials are MMW. So I took in class, we were learning about like squaring, you know, square mm-hmm. roots and things like that. And I took, I seen like centimeter squared and I seen the M squared. And I know it's like M times M, that's M mm-hmm. squared because, you know, and I seen that and I was like, oh, M squared, I'm M squared. Okay. All right. So that's definitely cool. That's definitely cool. You learning about, uh, you learning about powers and multiplications <laughs> and polynomials and monomials probably before I was learning about it. So that's definitely one of those cool yeah, things. Yeah, just like think, just thinking about it. I don't even remember like if it was like a like a big thing that I just thought about. I just like mm-hmm. took something and went with it. All right. Now, uh there's another layer within your performance. It's it's being a young woman, uh, a young lady uh, or girl in in <laughs> hip hop as hip hop is such a male dominated art form like a lot of things yeah uh how do you feel about being having uh a female voice in hip-hop knowing that you know women and women's voices are not as prevalent um i feel like of course we need more women in the hip-hop game but i feel like i'm an excellent voice because i like i speak confidence Mm -hmm. that's what i try to do mainly and i feel like this coming up generation I feel like kind of a lot of people are starting to rap and do music, you know. So I feel like it's it's coming like it's going to be more more women coming in. Now, <clears throat> along with that perspective, uh, there always has been a, a focus on really your age range. I would think the music industry focuses on probably 11 to 15 as the target audience to market music to. And it's always been that. And it's always kind of sort of been a debate when I was a kid, like, man, is this gangster rap causing, you know, young black men to want to be, you know, gangsters? And now a discussion is is a lot of the, I guess, like uh, female rap, uh, women rapping, causing young women to look to sexuality and promiscuity uh, as something that is empowering for them because when we think of a lot of the women voices in rap from cardi b to meg the stallion or uh shout out cash it out here in the city of detroit it's using sexuality as a platform for a stage or uh light-skinned keisha like what's your take on that um i feel like there's different ways to empower people and that can definitely be one of them but I think my music, especially as somebody being 12, should maybe stay away from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, the grown artists can definitely find different. I feel like it's amazing that they're finding different ways to empower their listeners. But I feel like as long as you have a balance, everything should be fine. Okay, so do you think that like your friends, because that's also one of the discussions with a lot of women. um, Do you think your friends are being influenced by some of that music to feel as though. A way like a a true gateway for empowerment is sexuality, or do you think that it's just one of those things where you all just listen to it and say, okay, that's what light skin Keecha does. That doesn't necessarily mean I have to do it. 
that's my that's my mindset like i listen to a song and i'm like oh the beauty sweet you know mm-hmm. that but you know i feel like there's different type of mindsets mm-hmm. and you know especially the younger age is very inf- influential like they are e- very inf- easily influenced so mm-hmm. i feel like you know they just gotta we gotta be just a little bit stronger maybe not is be be as easily influenced Okay, because, you know, artists like Rhapsody and No Name still do exist. Uh, shout out to another uh, Detroit MC, Boog Brown. And I think she's amazing, but they're not necessarily given the same platform as something like Cardi B may have. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, so do you think that that will influence uh, like some of your music going forward? Like, do you look at the platform that some of these artists have been given and think to yourself, all right, you know, this I see given a bigger platform versus that sort of like when I was younger, um, we think of artists like Tribe Called Quest. We think of artists like this is before your time, but like Brand Nubian versus like when N.W.A. kind of came, it shifted a lot of how hip hop went, where uh, it, it was like people wearing African medallions and dashikis and that shifted to like you know, backwards hats, hoodies, and like, you know, uh, assault rifles, you know what I'm saying? And I do think that some of the artists, it, it, it's like, it, it changed things from my perspective when I was that age. I definitely can say that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's music. I feel like it's still growing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is given like different platforms, like, music that's kind of down to earth i feel like it's noticed but it's not as noticed as other things so i feel like we should really like explore all types of music all right and speaking of all types of music your music how do people get your music like online mm-hmm. um you can get my music on any digital platform it's on youtube under the distro kid name um it's 69 cents if you want to purchase it on apple music mm-hmm uh spotify title i don't actually i don't know if it's on title spotify tiktok if you want to make a video mm-hmm. you know i just had my friend uh upload it onto dub smash we don't care haters a segment of that so really you can get my music anywhere all right now talk a little bit about tiktok as it's a whole platform that like people my age and your dad's age are looking at like what what is this exactly at first i thought it just like started out as a joke mm-hmm. <laughs> but now people are really like on here making dance like i just thought it was something like that was like funny i thought people were like making it a joke mm-hmm. but now it's like something serious <laughs> okay and and that's like like old town road i know became such a hit through tiktok right uh and just a lot of people doing their own dance routines to it like in short clips yeah that's how really songs these days blow up, like Savage from Megan Thee Stallion. That's how I heard that song. I, that's the only part of Savage I know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of songs that I just know the TikTok version to. So it's really like, I feel like the kids, like we take the hardest part of a song or or like a, a piece that we like that's like fast tempo and like the beat is bumping and we really just take it and we just and we just mess with it. We do routines and things like that to it. Yep. And, and I mean, first off, let me say you're doing like uh, uh, th- this just shows like who your parents are 
and also who you are to take things from your parents to be someone that I can have such a, a, a like real conversation with that's 12 years old, <laughs> yeah. because that leads to the next question of like what impact you think social media has on you all, because it's always a discussion like, man, what, what's going on? Like how how do people interact? Because things like we all at your age, we had to meet up to to do anything like we did basement parties. Yeah, we did uh, block parties and, you know, and, and things like that. It's like a whole uh different world friendships that you yeah. have with people possibly across the world yeah through social media how how like how do you um do you all like uh like how do you manage like a, a, a online social media friend versus like okay i go to school with this person and then if you go to school with this person does that just naturally make them like your social media friend or you know yeah that's a good question like i feel like there's no real like way to like put it, but I feel like my friends from school they follow me, they enjoy my rap stuff, so they just follow me. There's people at my school I'm sure who mm -hmm. don't follow me. That don't mean they're not my friend. I just mean they don't follow me on Instagram, which they should. But okay, but you know I feel like the difference between having like a real friend and an online friend is there's like nothing between you but a screen. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I don't have any online friends. All my friends are like. I mean, I have online friends, like my friends that are on, you know, TikTok and like um, Instagram and things like that. I have friends like that, like that I know in real life. But I don't really have like a friend that I've never seen before that I like literally talk to. Mm -hmm. That's just like, that's just not me. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I, I wondered that as, you know, from the outside in, you know, us as older people look at it like, man, things are so different because they don't really <laughs> interact with people. You know, what's your take on like our generation? Let's put it like that. Um, I feel like I feel like the generation before us, like y'all, mm -hmm. I feel like it's more I feel like it's a bit more genuine. I feel like it was it was like more like more social, like you can meet up with your friends, like you said. And these days, it's really like we talk on social media. And I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's bad. But I feel like hmm, I, I would like to see what it was like to live in your generation because, you know, everything doesn't have to be just screens. And that I feel like that's what people think these days. OK. All right. And along with the on screen, this year has been different on so many levels for everybody. <laughs> because of COVID-19, yeah. uh, it, it stopped. I've never seen anything like this. And really, unless you're like about 100 years old and lived through the Spanish flu, mm -hmm. which was not international, no one's seen anything like this. Right. Uh, how did you adjust to what was happening in school after that happened mentally? How did you adjust? I just realized like school is school. I got to do school. So I just made some time for myself every day to just like dedicated some time to do school because still it's, it's school. That's what I have to do. But mentally, I just said, I don't care what this is. I'm going to still get my education to the best mm -hmm. that is presented to me, which is online. So, you know, basically I just did anything that my teacher told me to. I got on my Zoom meetings. I did, I did what I had to do. And mentally, I was just like, I still, just because I'm not in school doesn't mean I have to like, do less like less than be less than what's expected of me when i'm out of school okay now let me ask this did you go to a school with a uniform 
Okay, because I was wondering, like, was people like trying to look fly on the Zoom meeting? (laughs) (laughs) People was in their pajamas. It It was was like, let me, let me stun on them right now. Let me stun on them right quick. Like, yeah, let me get that new fresh polo out. <laughs> All right, what was the Zoom meeting like? Because as adults, even us, you know, adults say, you got to be serious. You got to be that. Like these Zoom meetings are like, oh, my God, I can't imagine if I had to be in Zoom meeting from like eight o'clock to three o'clock. It would be, I, you know, nowadays a Zoom meeting for like one hour. People are like, what is going on? <laughs> in these meetings right our meetings were only like 30 minutes and it okay, wasn't that's like that's good the teachers really gave us our work uh-huh. and then like expected then us do to do right okay. expected us to do it okay. and then the zoom meetings that we had were just like to clarify what we were actually doing like what our lessons were we were expected to go on this google doc and click the links and work through stuff ourselves if we wanted to be educated so we had to do what was given to us and then if you were on a zoom meeting it was because the teachers were updating you with something Mm -hmm. or we were you know just talking to each other because we haven't seen each other in like forever and that's the other lane lane too i i think i was joking definitely at that age all day like were people still trying to get jokes off was it like still like regular school or was it just kind of like Shut up, listen to the teacher, especially not because the teacher has the power of putting you on mute. Right. But yeah, I feel like it was everyone was everyone that was mature Mm -hmm. was actually doing their work and was actually on the meeting. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if if you one of those people who just joke, who is like a jokester, Mm -hmm. you joking around a lot, you weren't on the meeting because you weren't like being serious about the work. You Mm -hmm. you knew you was going to mess up the meeting. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there was only one time that, you know, the the uh the zoom meeting got a little bit like not mature this girl just started running in her room and like the teacher had to tell her to stop that was like hilarious <laughs> yeah that was like the laugh for the day mm-hmm. but it wasn't but nobody even laughed everybody was on mute everybody was just sitting there just waiting to be done well that's that's more powerful than a lot of adult meetings uh, <laughs> being that i've been on some and your dad and i'm sure your mom has been on some zoom meetings it's some stuff that goes off that people do laugh at <laughs> as adults even though we make it seem like we don't um moving forward to this new school year <clears throat> uh how do you think you're going to make that adjustment and not just you, but how do you think most students will make the adjustment for online classes, period? Because in person, so much of school is built on being in person in the social dynamic uh, as much as it is also being online. Um, I feel like or learning, I should say, not online. Yeah. You know, I feel like students, if you're mature, you're going to you're going to do what the teachers say and you're going to make the best out of how you're learning. But are you asking like how students are going to react to being in online or how are we going to like, because it's more than just the students. It's even the teachers. Like yeah. a lot of the lessons in the lesson plans are built on like group dynamic, especially yeah. right now. It's like do a group project, you know, or mm-hmm. we going to all, you know, uh, everybody getting fours and stuff like that. Like now you, I can only imagine what that's like. I have on, I've taken online college classes and the lesson was built for that. And it's a lot of independent study that takes initiative. Um, you know, like how, how, what's your take on like what, what this is gonna, you know, like 
you're you're going to pull out because the social dynamic, especially in middle school and high school, I thought was as important. Definitely for me, it was probably more important than the actual learning. Yeah. Um. I know I've struggled with the social part. I haven't been able to see my friends. Yeah. I'm cooped up at home. So I can't imagine how other people are feeling, especially those like, you know, the only child mm-hmm. people that are, are the only people that are only children. So people that are on, people that are the only child. I don't know how they're coping with that, but um, I feel like you have to make an effort just as much as you do to do your work. You have to make an effort mm-hmm. to you know be social with your friends whether that's through online whether it's you know drive by parties parades um because you can't just stay in the house all day you have to go out you. and do something i got you all right now moving forward to music uh back to the music thing what do you see moving forward with your music what do you want to do um you know more visuals okay. so like music videos um definitely more performances um if y'all are interested in booking me for a performance my email is linked in my instagram bio there's actually a link under that to just go straight to gmail and email me um i feel like my music i really want to interact with everybody and i want to grow with my fans so i feel like i need to really learn what my fans want Mm-hmm. And like to get a feel of what I need to give them and to like increase my fan base. I feel like, um, you know, getting with other artists, you know, doing interviews with other artists, you know, getting in touch with people who are um, also trying to do so do what I'm doing so mm-hmm. we can kind of boost each other. I feel that. I feel that. All right. Now, uh, as we get like closer to the close and there's so many more questions, especially like the flow of where you're at. This is uh, uh, definitely a deeper interview that I've had that I'd ever think with like a 12 year old. So <laughs> I'm learning from you. Um, the questions now go into like as you continue this path of music and school and just growing up. Um, what would you like to balance? Is it, it would you like to make a career of hip hop? Would you, is it just something you look at as for fun? Um, do you still see yourself like balancing with school saying like, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep pursuing through my, my bachelor's or, or bachelor's degree in college and master's degree in college. What's, what's your plan as of now at 12? Um, my plan is to keep doing music. I don't want to stop doing music until for some reason I just have to stop, mm-hmm. but I don't look at it as something I do for fun. I look at it like I want to do this cause I want to make it real one day Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm very i try to be a serious very serious with my music um i try to keep everything very organized with my music so i feel like we've done too much even to just do it for fun i feel like i've done too much i put in too much work to even think about doing it for fun but it is something that's still fun for me and my plan is to you know go to school keep working getting my education and then either getting a business degree um after in college that's what i want to do okay you said business degree yeah what's uh what business do you see yourself pursuing i don't know but i think i want to be an entrepreneur um i think maybe like one day get a record label or like a talent agency okay but something that i'm definitely looking into other than business is like medical stuff Mm -hmm. um my mom is in the medical field and i feel like you know that's something that could be interesting so 
I'm looking into that. I'm looking a little more leaning to the business side, but you know, I'm just exploring my options. Okay. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to a close. I usually have like my classic Detroit is different questions, which I think would be like some of them is, is before you. So I'm going to change it up a little bit uh, so we can learn from you. Who should we be following on TikTok? On TikTok, you, it really depends on like who you are. Are you more of like, are you trying to follow like trends or are you trying to? Let's say trends. Who should trends. we be following? Okay. You should be following Charlie D'Amelio. Addison Ray, um, really whoever, because everybody does the popping trends. But if you're really looking to like starting like your own trend, you should be really like looking at the smaller, the smaller people on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, because they are like the big, big. They have them like so many followers like, like this one girl charlie d'amelio has like 57 million fans mm -hmm. just because you know she's on there and she all the time and just that's her thing she just does dances all day all right if we want to buy something cool for a 12 year old right now what should we buy them where they be like all right they knew how, how did this old person know to cop this for me mm, what would you buy like a 12 year old um a new phone you okay. know, a lot of parents I know don't let their children have social media. Mm -hmm. You can surprise them and let them, you know, like download a social media app. I know that's what everybody's looking into my age. Mm -hmm. um, but buy them something like physical, like physically buy them something. I don't know. I feel like everything's really virtual. Okay. So basically you got to get them some virtual cash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe cash app. I feel like everything's kind of like money, like cash app cash app them something mm -hmm. not like everything's money but you know everything's like through the phone i feel like all right and i guess the last question what do you think um people my age could do to support uh you and your friends more like how do we support younger artists um along your career what would be helpful in your journey <clears throat> I feel like if you know a younger artist, if you know two younger artists, right? Let's say you know me and then you know a young another younger artist. You can kind of, you know, share what you're doing, what that young artist is doing, and then share what I'm doing to that younger artist and kind of have us collaborate mm -hmm. more. I feel like that's very important. I feel like everybody's kind of scattered and doing their own thing. I feel like if we all came together and did something, that would be really cool. So... You know, to support us, you know, share share us with your younger family or friends mm -hmm. because ultimately we're younger and we need to grow with the people who are growing. Okay. And now this is my last question. And it's going to be probably like in my mind, I think it's a deeper question because when you're younger, uh, just how the industry over time has perceived people, like making that transition from young artists to grown artists is this is something that you want to pursue for a while like little bow wow to bow wow or brandy in her career transition or michael jackson i think may be the best transition from child star to like i guess adult star let's just put it <clears> like that um does it sometimes do you sometimes think like man by starting out so young i'm gonna put myself in a box where if i transition it's gonna be a tougher transition um for me that's a good question um i feel like right now my music is so 
so balanced. Like at the same time, I'm getting giving kind of like the upbeat feel the kids want, but at the same time, I'm still like rapping. You know, mm-hmm. I I know like a lot of the music that kids are looking for is really not even they don't even really they care about the message, but they're not looking for the message. They're looking for the beat. They're looking for what you're saying, like too much sauce, too much swag, like something easy they could say, something easy they can put on TikTok. But the older crowd maybe is looking for not even the older, but, you know, like the teenager and up. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe looking for like you actually busting like, oh, I see what you said there. That's sweet. So I feel like my music right now is very balanced. I have some songs where I'm just like straight going. And then I have some songs where I'm like, you know, more loosened up. And then like we can actually like dance to it. So I feel like as long as you have a balance, I feel like if you do not have a balance, you are going to automatically put yourself in a box. Mm-hmm. And at first I actually started out and I was like, OK, I'm doing I'm doing too much. Like mm-hmm. just straight rap that I need to loosen up. So I feel like I haven't put myself really in a box but I'm going to try my best to kind of do more of the kid, you know, like upbeat feel songs that you can put on TikTok, put on dub smashes, because that's ultimately how stars get big. And I feel like that's what people have to realize. Like, you're n- if you get famous with the adults, um, the kids who are actually going to grow up, they're not they're not rocking with you. It's the adults that's rocking with you. Mm. So you need to really have a balance so you can have like a very diverse group of people. And I feel like if you're getting with most of the kid artists, you know, you'll grow up with them. They'll grow to like your music. They'll tell you what they want, what they like, and you can run with that. Okay. All right. So with that, thank you so much for the interview. Drop your IG one last time for the people, even though they're going to see it at the bottom of the screen, but drop it for them. Okay. Y'all my Instagram is the dot. M squared. M squared is spelled M S Q U A R E D, the dot M squared. So go follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok at the dot M squared as well. Okay. My album, what? The album is your album out. He was uh, Corey. Your dad is coming from uh, from sideline <laughs> with, with the question. Um, is your album out? Uh, I just basically give him a reminder about where to get your music. Um, you can get my music anywhere um it's on all digital platforms you can even access it on tiktok and choose a segment that you like to dance to but yeah overall my music is everywhere it's on youtube you can purchase it on apple music like i said um my album is not out yet but i have two singles that are out and doing very well so you can go you can go and go on my instagram and repost you know get the word out help me get the word out for those and yeah that's basically where all my songs are everywhere (laughs) all right thank you so much thank you for having me all right peace detroit is different is where you get information artistry history music and even comedy detroit is different a home for the culture of detroit visit online at detroitisdifferent.com today